One, two, check, one, two. Hello, everyone. Welcome, and thank you for joining us here at the Film Photography Project. My name is Michael Rosso, and I'm here in the studio with, we'll go around to the right, Leslie Lazenby. Hello, everyone. John Fidelli. Hey, how you been? Mark Dalzell. Hi. I would like everyone, uh, thank everyone for, for tuning in, all the folks that have tuned in, and I especially want to thank uh, all the folks that have sent us uh, what I would call a mountain, a pallet, a large area where we have our uh, school mm-hmm. donation donations that you folks have sent in. You've heard the call. You've packed up, you know, the cameras, lenses, film. Uh, also, folks that have sent us a, a cash donation, thank you very much. It helps keep us fueled, keep the lights on, as they say. And it's been a really exciting year, and we missed out on a few odds and ends, a few bits and bobs. We'll get right into it. The first of which is, of course, that Kodak announced that they're reviving Kodak Ektachrome. Yay! <laughs> I, anyone here? All speeds, m- everything. No, no. Not just, just the one hunch? They haven't really announced too much on that no. yet. So. Uh, folks listening, if you haven't heard this, you just type in your Google. The Google. Uh, Kodak Ektachrome, Kodak Alaris, A-L-A-R-I-S, and their press release will come up. Everyone's heard of it. Okay. Everyone that listens to everyone, this show. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you Anyone who's anyone. Yeah. Is there anyone here that's excited about this? Yay! <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about any new emotion film. that's coming. Yep. You know, that's always good. It mm-hmm. could be anything. And of course, the the reverberation of that. I guess Kodak was feeling very good about itself, and all of a sudden, there's like some rumors. Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, some rumors, some rumblings of. Well, you know, we'll look into that. I mean, they say there's a current trend, a wave of revivals. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these press releases, and even the video from Kodak. They always, John and I are hip to this, and Mark a little bit. From hip, from hip. LP, vinyl LPs. I hate when they make comps to, like, the mm. vinyl revival to film. But they Would were. Would be great. And they're basically saying that these are not just trendy things that are coming back. These are staples, and these are revivals that, I guess, are making enough sales mm-hmm. to yeah. make them mind. worthwhile. Well, we were just talking 10 minutes ago about how, you know, Books are making a resurgence over e-readers and things like that, too. Or the schnook that John reads. Yes. I don't have a schnook. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> just joking. It's a nook, folks. I don't have a nook either. I've always been a vinyl guy. Yep. Yeah. Eight tracks, baby. When are they coming back? Oh Ask Dane. Uh, <laughs> Dane. When I first met Dane, when he, he was played, at his old studio, he had an eight-track He had setup. like an eight-track setup set up, and I'd go over, and he'd be ex- he'd excited about it. He'd show me... And it was like channeled through like all these speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not uh, 8-track tape. He had 8-track. He played 8-track player. 8-track tape. No, he had an 8-track oh, act- yeah. cassette that we listened to the wall on, which sounded phenomenal. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Except yeah. for the fade outs and <laughs> between tracks. Oh. So Kodak Ektachrome coming back uh, later in 2017. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, folks listening, if you haven't, my, my new kick is to try to get everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. to subscribe to our newsletter. Mm-hmm. I think everyone, you guys all, I get, get it. it. Oh, absolutely, it's wonderfully I get, put I get together. Two of them actually, 
And once again, thanks to Dane Johnson. Dane, for F, you know, longtime FPPers know Dane, of course. Many of you listening have met him when we were in jolly old England. Oh, cheerio. Or in Finlay, Ohio. How you doing? Uh, Dane, Dane is a new FPP webmaster. Yep. And he has been very helpful. He hit me to some features built into the FPP website that I never utilized because I didn't know nothing. Like what? Like the... And I've gotten emails over the years saying, oh, uh, I signed up for the newsletter. When am I going to get oh. a newsletter? And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so they were clicking on links that you didn't know about? or news? The FPP newsletter goes to an, an, like, um, an application mm-hmm. that allows me to basically... Do uh, an e-blast. Do an e-blast. Yeah. There were already thousands of people signed up that never received anything. That's sick. So now I'm saying, hey, everyone, go to the filmphotographyproject.com. Go to the top of the page. It says subscribe to newsletter because that is the way you are going to hear of like crazy specials from the FPP store. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, new hand roll film, like $3, you know, and any crazy, you know, <coughs> special. It's the insider's scoop. Yes, yeah. that is the way to know. I'm not going to do it on Facebook anymore. I'm not going to, you know... I mean, we'll mention it here. And it'll be on the site, but you won't know about it unless mm. you hear the... the you don't uh, twit or tweet things out? I'm not using the... T- I'm not the president. <laughs> <laughs> of the U.S., that is. Yeah. Uh, you could I'm, be. I'm not... <laughs> I don't, I'm not using the Twitter for that function. So, anyhow. Mm. So, that's the news. Um, of course, that happened at the January... A consumer electronics show, which I think, Mark, you were excited that you could have been like, hey, I, w- I want to go. I, yeah, I've gone in the past. I'd like to go again. Maybe next year I'll get back Why don't they it. make it like the day after or before the music NAM show? Well, it's the week before. So that's what I have done is I've, I've gone right from CES, which is in Vegas, directly to Anaheim to go to the NAM show. I've done that in the past, but um, yeah, I just didn't get around to it this year. The consumer electronics show is where companies including you know kodak polaroid fuji announce like big news and of course uh, before the winter break we were chatting about the excitement of super 8 and kodak is releasing a new super 8 camera and we we're all saying oh well ectochrome's coming because it makes sense because they have a super 8 camera why wouldn't they and here it's all just unfolding it's all just unfolding what about polaroid man what's wrong with them they don't want to join in the fun? Folks out there listening, uh, anyone want to care to write in po- uh, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com? <laughs> hey, what's up with the new Polaroid? Yeah. Did you get that picture I sent oh, you? Oh, you have a letter? I have a letter that's perfect for this. Let's oh, go to it. I do segue. have a letter. All right. This is from Michael Maciello, and he says, Hello, FPP gang. My name is Michael Maciello. You can all call me Mike. I am so excited about the FPP. I think you guys are a bunch of film psychics or fortune tellers. Hmm. First of all, I found the FPP while I was looking for a way to make my Polaroid 225 functional. My first exposure to Michael Rosso was his YouTube video on how to convert the battery pack on the Polaroid camera. Mm -hmm. After that, I looked to see what other videos, and then I found the FPP website. Hmm. After that, the first podcast, I was hooked we are the crack of the podcast world yeah oh yeah (laughs) so we're told i've been a registered member to the fpp site for a little over two years and now i have to say throughout my dreary existence (laughs) this is on the top this is this is on of my top two things i look forward to on a daily basis wow there we go well Uh, back to the main statement he says i know 
I know. I think you guys have some sort of special film, fortune, telling, or psychic power. I mean that I have been listening to the entire backlog of the podcast over the last two years, and I just finished listening to episode 116 before getting to episode 152. I swear, it seems that every time I hear about a camera that Mark Dezel is excited about, or hearing about a lens or a process from the vast, from the vast knowledge of Leslie and Matt... <laughs> I immediately come in contact, either directly or in a brief passing. It amazes me how this happens on a usual basis. Hmm. Leslie talks about Tamron Adapt-All Lenses, and that night, to a day or two after... She showed up at my house. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking through the Craigslist, and an Adapt-All Lens pops up for sale. 25 38 bucks, depending on... If you wanted to buy the adapter. Uh, I forgot which episode, <laughs> but I remember hearing about an Exacta, an Argus C3, New 55, and I would go to the Goodwill thrift store, and I found one of each. Uh, New 55? Yeah, that's what he says. What store. a find. New 55. <laughs> Where's he lo- lo- uh, located? He d- I don't know if I have a... Um, you don't have a uh, no. GPS on him? I don't, I, nor can I pull any fingerprints off of here. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Let's see. Found one of each. Again, just a day or two after listening to the show. What the most, show? The most recent example of this phenomena was just yesterday while listening to that magic. I could go back and listen to 152. Everybody talks about 152. Uh, 152. Two days ago, I was looking mm. through Craigslist, photography section, and I see an ad listing for someone selling two Voigtlanders. I love two Voigtlanders. Yep. So that must have been uh, one of yours, Mark. I thought it was a very pretty camera, very shiny. I thought it was an interesting item. And thinking of maybe a possible future buy. Then Mark Dazel talked about the Voigtlander Vito. Wow. I'm going to get off of you, Kelly's right. Just blew my mind. (laughs) Oh, and then he goes into. Then Mark O blew my funny bone away with his. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with his comment that maybe this is translated. This guy's from the Midwest. <laughs> funny bone. No one mentions funny oh. bone in Jersey. <laughs> oh. uh, let's see. Blew my funny bone away with his comment about the Voigtlander. Anywho, thank you for the wonderful gift and the joy that you have given me over the years. I truly enjoy all the useful information, the witty banter, mm. and the funny way it's put together. I am a true and loyal fan of FPP. Oh, there you go. Oh. So psychic yes. and psychotic. So yes. good. Talking about Polaroid coming out with something other than the Instax or the Instax Mini. Well, uh, Fuji announced, uh, not at the CES previously, that this um, this month a new format Instax coming out that r- replicates the old square format. Square oh, format. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's a little smaller. I it's know. a little smaller. Why does it have to be smaller? Yeah, why does it have to be smaller? Because... Children shoot this stuff. Smaller is better. So, and they don't want us to try and but cram the them in our wide. It's bigger than the Instax Mini, but a little smaller than Instax Wide. Well, probably, and it's square. Well, is it because it's I guess maybe they want to keep the camera? What's camera that? Maybe, they want to keep the camera smaller, maybe? Uh, you know oh, what? It just occurred to me. Maybe, maybe Polaroid still Those things look like mammals. The, 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 the regular oh, Instax, yeah. yeah. That's, They're that's really bloated. But I think... I had just dropped a bombshell. And you guys were chatting. What'd you, what'd you drop? Never mind. Come on, baby. You can hear it on the show. Come on, baby. I what think show? that um, it's going to be... A, first of all, I haven't heard a peep in months, so I'm hoping it actually gets mm. released. Uh, and secondly, if they release it, I think it's going to be the best 
the things best. and sliced bread. It's going to be absolutely terrific. Huge, huge. High school kids like are crazy about this stuff. About what? Instax. Really? Crazy. Instax everywhere. Just giant. Every time I go somewhere, like I'm at Deluxe Labs, mm-hmm. like I'll be walking down the hallway and like all of a sudden a handle will come out and grab me. And it'll be, no, someone I know from like an oh. office and oh, she'll okay. be like, my daughter loves Fuji Instax. Because <laughs> they know I'm the film guy. And then, you know, we talk for 10 minutes. and mm-hmm. like, you are not going to believe what's coming out in the, because she's like, should I buy her a new camera? Should I get this? I'm like, if you want your kid to be BMOC, yeah. big man on campus, get this. When and you're talking about funny bones? Come yeah. on, friend. <laughs> <laughs> what's that, Leslie? The, 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 hey, wait, what's this? What, that's this. Okay, no, what's this? This is this right here, what, which what, I think what is be this? Does anybody know what this is? Do you want Johnny to read it? No, I can't read. You could read this one since you have the box. Okay. All right. Who, oh, which one is this? You read yours this, first this while I peruse this. About this so can I, I read something? Maybe, okay, let's... Hey, let's, what's this? Yeah, let's... <laughs> we can talk about the availability of this product. That's a new, a new segment. Oh, please, Hey, what's yes. this? This is a letter oh, from... We need, we need a whole list of 2017 of what our, you know, categories are. Oh, okay. Because we didn't... We just... Um, we adhere to that for like one show. Like, okay. See, in, that was one. In this department... I forget what they were for last the year. The only one that Milk kept, or no milk? Was that, was that butter or not butter Oh, kept, butter or yeah. not butter. That was it. Please, All Leslie, right, tell so, me okay, Our new segment, for, What's in John's Hand? I beg your pardon? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Let's not go back to the funny bone thing again. Eric Seaman here wrote us a little letter, and it says, Hi, Mike. I just ordered some Mr. Brown and other goodies today. I wanted to personally thank you for your awesome show. You said on the last show, what you said on the last show I thought was very cool. You said you view the project as a photo club, not some photographic fulfillment site like B&H and Amazon. That's a fantastic (laughs) philosophy. The films you have are so interesting. Photography has become an important creative outlet for me. Originally a songwriter and composer, I can never find the time to record with my seven kids running around. Oh, my Whoa. God. Seven. Anywho, keep up the good work and Jeez. rock on. So speaking of Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Uh, Is that the name of the guy who wrote in, Mr. Brown? No, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Brown, the film. <laughs> That's what you're St- drinking, Mr. Brown. Do you Mr. have Brown. some stock left? Uh, um, the Mr. Brown film, which we introduced last year, uh, <clears throat> there was a huge surge. Everyone went to the site. Mm-hmm. And it's a very limited stock. And now there's only maybe 30 or 40 rolls left. Forever. Ah. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. Hmm. Yes. So, and you'll see it in the show notes and the newsletter. You got to get to the newsletter, folks. The links will be in the newsletter. All the cool kids are getting them. Yeah, this, new, this is the new thing. Mm-hmm. You can find out about this film. There's going to be a whole thing about, you know, discontinued films. Should have a centerfold in each one of your newsletters. Yeah, you should have a countdown on your website. What was the name of that wacky? Twenty-five f- rolls left. What's that wacky film link? The LP three. What was it called? Remember you sent me the eBay link. Oh, to the what's uh, it called? The um, LPD four. People started bidding on that. Oh, it's so weird that what people happened? people who know what it is snatch it up when they get it. Yeah, I got three spools of it that they're under lock and key and ice. 100, like a hundred foot spools. Yeah, I got three hundred feet of it. So called LP LPD four. Okay, it was a it was some kind of weird Kodak internegative film that just comes out the craziest pictures I've ever seen, black and white. It's awesome. I love it. If you ever see LPD four, grab it on the eBay. Yes, huh. or anywhere. What else, Leslie? And they made it pretty recently because the one that's up there now only expired in two thousand three. I think. Okay, so it's pretty fresh. Fresh in well, our let's, world. Let's have uh, John read. Uh, John, let's take yeah, it away. Yeah, open this box. Crying out loud. Says. It's addressed to Michael Rasso. Attention, candy enclosed. 
Oh. <laughs> and this that's is a letter from Michael's Mike Sherman. Candy in clothes. <laughs> candy out of clothes. Oh. This is a letter from Michael Sherman, who's Shaq Mate. Shaq Mate. On the Flicka. He says, I just wanted to let you know that a box of snacks is on the way and should arrive in about four days. Well, it's here. Keep an eye on the P.O. box. Uh, there's a no note inside as it'll come directly from World of Snacks. World of yeah. Snacks. Drop shipping snacks to us. And it's, it's from World of Snacks in uh, Murmar Beach, Florida. Whoa. Uh, it says it's a mix of candy from a lot of different countries. I wanted to give you all something to munch on during the upcoming podcast. That's right. I also, here's, this is where the heart of the <gasps> I know. This is- we got the sweet with the candy, but now we're getting the, the super sweet. From the heart. It says, I also wanted to say thank you for cheering me up on with your podcast. During a recent trip to Nepal, I arrived back in the hotel a bit burned out from traveling on the very rickety roads of Kathmandu. I turned on the December 1st podcast and your advice to always just smile really brought me back from the dead. Much appreciated and super positive. Super positive. Thanks again for the podcast. All the best to the gang and keep up the great work. And here's a proverb on the bottom, that, a Zen proverb. It says, if you understand, things are as they are. If you do not understand, things are as they are. Wow. <laughs> well, really Think quick, about that you, while, while opening the box. box. Yeah, folks listening, you have to always be positive and smiling because I've learned the hard way. No one wants a grump, a grouch. We all have issues. We all have things. But, but nobody wants to hear about it. No one wants to hear about it. <laughs> so take your time to yourself like seriously sit in a chair comfortable chair couch play music you really love and just you know just pour yourself a bourbon put on your smoking jacket yeah exactly. just you know you relax go. man put on some uh, three yeah. six, 360 what do you call those virtual reality yeah. goggles yeah. wow <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff in here here you go world of snacks okay world of snacks sticker oh we got Fruity. Oh, no, no, the white is blocking the uh, oh. beautiful. There's nothing in there. It's like pom poms. What, what do you have? What do you have? That's cho- oh, we, we, I oh, forgot what we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are we doing here? Caramel. What's, oh, look at those little pink and white things. I like those. No, no, I want something chocolatey. Pink and white things on the bottom. Do you got any yeah, cho- anything from England? Look at that. I don't know. There's a there's a sheet here that go easy on the crumbs. Here we have some uh, a, a mouse issue. <laughs> That's going to get. Tell that's you what uh, the country of origin is, but it tells you what's in here. Oh, like a, a oh, sorry, a manifest. Fair. What do you call that? Manifest. Manifest. Old mm-hmm. town fudge mix. Old town fudge. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what are these cashew cookies? Fudge like Grandpa used to make. Here's chocolate Kinders. Oh, oh, that's what I want. Here's that's the packing list. Look at that. Oh. Are you scarfing all the chocolate? There we go. Uh, we got Dalman stew waffle. White rabbit milk candy. Oh, oh these are old mint Kit Kat. Oh, mint Kit Kats. Old town fudge milk. I forgot to bring one of my one of my White teachers rabbit? is from Japan and he just got back from Japan and brought back some some of those Japanese Kit Kats from his prefecture which is bean paste flavored. Oh, lovely. I meant to bring them for you. Oh, here's some Kit Kats with uh, Asian writing on them. Oh, let's see those. Let's see how that must taste. be mint. Oh, really? Because he said there's mint Kit Kats. So, folks listening, uh, Mike Sherman has been a friend of the FPP. Well, as far back as I can remember. Oh, there's flakes. Because we're getting old here. Oh, chocolate flakes? What do you say? No, 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 no. Oh, those come down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you got there, John? Kit Kat. (laughs) Careful with the crumbs. Mint Kit Kat. I understand. Okay. Mint, mint, mint Kit Kat. It's a mouse apocalypse going on here at the studio. That's going to be like a mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like a crumbly. Just like little 
freaking crumb police Whoa. ruining our John's fun. throwing bits of paper everywhere. Oh, what else you got How there? come I can't open one cookie? Well, everyone's here like chewing on sugar. Ooh. I'm going to uh, read a letter. Is this a good one? Mm. Yeah. I've been good stuff in there. Cameras, right? This is from Don Mallory. Uh, he says, hi, Mike. I was introduced to the podcast around episode 79. And after going back to the beginning, where's Dwayne? And when is he dropping by for a cameo? Mm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, first of all, folks, for you diehard guys and for the new people, if you're asking me where's Dwayne, then you really don't know. That means you haven't listened. That means you haven't really tuned in. Oh, Sheldon. Wow, man. That's, that's heavy. That's heavy. Profound. It is. Can't you put her in the bathroom? I'm doing my show. No, you can do it by yourself. I'm doing my show. <laughs> I'm sensing some... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Where's Dwayne? When is he dropping by for a cameo? Uh, John, when's Dwayne coming by? About 3.30, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. And continuing to follow since, I figured it was about time to send you a note. Is there candy in those? Yeah. Mm. Un kinda. <laughs> Little tiny, tiny candy. For no, the past... No, I just wondered if there was candy in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean a toy. I meant, it's, I meant to say a toy. Unlike... These, which are impossible to cheat, eat. Uh, okay. Hey, is there a toy in those? No. Hey, for the past nine years, I have led the black and white group for the Latow Photographers Guild, L-A-T-O-W dot com, a camera club. Uh, we're a camera club. This is a camera club. It's not club. a gang. This is a club. It's this a, is a club. Cam- camera cult. Located at the Art Gallery of Burlington in oh. southern Ontario, Canada. Hey. I've heard oh, of that. Yeah, eh? what? One thing. Hey. Oh, you did Michigan. One thing oh. that we are l- truly lucky to have access is the last community darkroom in the Golden Horseshoe. Hmm. I thought folks might be interested to know that there is a small but active community with space that includes 11 enlarger bays, 5x7 stainless steel sink, print dryer, negative dryer, and a full finishing room, including 60-inch mat cutter. Well, now he's just showing off. <laughs> Last year, I, pu- I purchased a 100-foot roll of Easter- e- Eastman X for a workshop. The purchase experience was excellent, and I have to say, it's... Don't look, you'll pass out. It literally has a bag of crumbs in front of her. It's a beautiful <laughs> film. I was able to introduce seven, <clears throat> seven folks to the film. You want a straw? Four of which have never developed a role in their lives. Mmm. If you're ever up in the area and want to check it out, drop me a note. And if you're looking for images of the darkroom and other film-related exploits, you can follow me on Twitter at monochromatic. That's spelled M-O-N-O-C-H-R-O-M-E, attic, A-T-T-I-C. Monochrome Keeping it real up in the frozen north. The podcast is great. Please keep it up. Best regards, Don. Don. That's in the Don folder. Or the crumb folder like uh, that. I have really quick. Every year I look forward to getting something in the mail from our good friend, our good friend, uh, Lynn and Bill Lowy. Mm. Oh, yeah. We, mm-hmm. of course, uh, met. Um, yeah, we met them in Ohio. Yes, right. Times in Ohio. Uh, they are Uber FPPers, uh, enthusiastic film shooters, and aerospace folks. I still have my NASA Not stickers. in that order. Right. Uh, thank you, Bill. I want to let you know that we got we got the postcard. Awesome. And some Thanks. does he have uh, his mutton chop uh, sideburns in there still? No, shaved. Oh wow! Oh, I wouldn't even recognize him. Yep, 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 yep. Must have got his gig at NASA back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to really quickly. All this stuff's piling up. Nothing. I ordered. This is nothing yeah. to do with film, by the way. 
uh, uh, Philip Judd, the co-founder of the uh, the NZ band Split Ends. Oh yeah. Uh, Phil Judd is the co. He he co-founded the band with. Um, He's their Sid Barrett. We were talking. about. Yes, he co-founded the band with um, Tim Finn, and he uh, makes solo albums in his home studio. So if you type in Phil Judd, J U D D, Bandcamp, you will get his um, his site where his has his solo albums. So you've bought stuff before, right? Didn't I've bought all of his solo albums. I'm always thrilled. Because, folks, I'm a huge, huge Split Ends fan. This CD came right from his house. Didn't you get one with, like, his handwriting on it? One yeah. One that's addressed to you, written in his yeah. hand? Yeah. Yeah, this one has a, a computer sticker. He's high tech now. I guess he got a printer. He got a dot matrix printer. Now. Yeah. But if you're, like, if you kind of, like, quirky, because the early Split Ends is a little more a progressive, Genesis-inspired music. If you like quirky kind of... Uh, music, you really should check it out. Phil Judd, uh, he's an independent artist. He only make, makes money from the money oh. he's making from his fans. So if you're inter- inter- interested in like new music and kooky stuff, uh, not saying he's kooky, he might be kooky. <laughs> he's also an awesome artist. If you look up the early Split Ends LPs, that's him. No, that's not him. That's not him. That's later. Oh, on. you know what? Was he dejected by then? Hold on, that might be him. He's in the room the whole time. Checking out to see if the Conflicting Emotions LP by Split Ends, if the art was done by Phil Judd. Now, I can't open the flake because you, this is not good for if you I have a mice. Give it to you. Take it away what from do we John, have to do? He's going to open it and throw it across the room. You have to go eat it outside? You told me. Uh, I have to open it I got this and I got dinner. my Sloop Waffle. <laughs> Those are delicious. <laughs> Coffee good. or no? I tell you what. Sloop Waffle? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, give a letter to John. Give a letter to John. Give a letter to John. By the way, John, I want you to know, yeah. no one else. Yeah. Let, uh, emails right, have been coming in. People want to know where's John. Nah. Like, like he's missed. Yeah. John's tied to the wheel, man. Seven kids. You guys like do you do the podcast at very you know unfavorable times to my yeah, actually schedule. we don't. <laughs> yeah, why are yeah, we here doing them on like the, the weekends on a fr- Friday night and shiz. <laughs> So. Maybe we should just set it up in your basement and you just come running down. That'd be great. In between, you know, feeding kids and putting out fires upstairs. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, this is from Nick Hanky. How to pronounce it? from Mr. Hanky. Hang key. Okay. Hang <laughs> Mr. Hi, Mike. <laughs> uh, it says, good morning, everyone. Got to say I'm loving the podcast and working my way back through the back catalog. It's funny that I was a huge Darian Kane movie fan whoa, in the whoa, early where did this come 2000s. From? Yeah. No, it was... Darian Kane, remember? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember Darian sure. Kane. <laughs> Only to find that Mike Rasso has a film podcast. I put my cameras away 15 years ago and recently got them out to capture my daughter's first birthday. Only to have them ruined by the store developer. <laughs> Never again. Just purchased about 500 bucks <laughs> no, worth of dark yeah. room equipment for 75 bucks on Craigslist. Nice. I shoot mostly Minolta's. Yes. I have an XG1 and an X700 that was a gift from my grandfather, and I recently picked up a Canon Rebel K2. Rebel! Okay, here's my question. I am thinking of opening a non-profit community darkroom here in Omaha, but I am also one year away from my associates in photography. Wow. This is, listen, a man's life is on the line. I am. Right. I'm ready listen to give him advice. No, no comments. We'll go around the table give him advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Should I finish my degree or open the darkroom? Or open the dark room and continue my classes. Okay. All right. One by one, let's give some advice. You go uh, ahead. No, you guys go first. Okay, Leslie? I tell him to buy a hot dog truck. 
finish your degree, plan your dark room. Open it after you finish your degree. I would listen to Leslie. She yes. knows of what she I know speaks. nothing. Finish your degree. Then open the community dark then, room. Small. Small. Then have your dreams of a profitable dark room. Worry gosh. about yourself first. Because it's just like if you're on a plane with a baby and the plane all of a sudden turbulence or the, the mass comes down. Yeah. You know, the Save oxygen first. You put the oxygen on yourself first, then your baby. Because <laughs> if you do the baby first and you can't breathe, then... The baby has no. Or you parent. get halfway through the baby mask and then you die. Then you both die. Yeah, but see, and babies float easier. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take That's care. True. Take care of yourself. That's true. Yeah. Mark. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with a master's in photography? The money that you're spending <laughs> on your tuition, you could open the dark room and get that thing rolling. <laughs> you're trying wow. to get a job at one of those big photography companies? No. <laughs> okay. You're being half. Wow. Serious. Now you guys have. No, I just had to have totally confused view. Nick. Totally confused him. Okay. Well, there you go. Or one of us pushed him over the edge. So listen, it's one year he has. Yeah, one year. Yeah, finish it. He's already invested the time. And by the time we read his letter, he probably already made the decision, and he may be just sitting on the curb right now. (laughs) Photography's only getting bigger. So a year from now, there's going to be even more demand for a dark room. So that's true. Mm -hmm. I I agree with Leslie to to plan it now. Mm -hmm. Now that I've heard all of your wisdom, so I'm going to take a little bit from hers. Maybe start collecting equipment. How about getting a piece of real estate inside... Uh, a institution that exists, a mm. library, a school that will allow you mm. to use the space at no cost. Mm. I mean, don't start shelling out your own cash. For educational purposes. Yep. Or find a community high school or college that already has a dark room that will allow you to access it. Access Highly possible it. the rent, school that out. he is at. Ooh, that's Being even a graduate may give him those privileges. Right. Some do. Some don't. Yeah. Anyhow, just some ideas. What can yeah, I say? There yeah. you go. Yeah, I have uh, a friend of mine who shoots digital. <clears throat> He's a digital guy. Hmm. And I started showing him some pictures on my uh, Flickr, uh, the 645. He wants to get involved in medium format, though. He okay. wants a 4x5 camera. I'm like, well, hold on there. That's camera. large. That's large. I'm like, why, I'm like, why don't you take my Minolta you know, 120 and take that for a test drive and see how you like it. A friend of yours? Yeah. Did you lend the camera? Excuse me? Did you loan him the camera? I'm giving him the camera next week. We at ballet class. <laughs> you ever get it back? Or is... No, I, I see him at poker night and stuff. Okay, okay good, good, good. So he's in, his daughter's and my daughter's the same so ballet class. Him? I'm going to give him the 645 and I'm going to give him some, oh. uh, um, 120. Ah, the parallels in life, John. You know when we were... Gro- I was barely When we were format. growing up as children, you know, know, teenagers, they were always the kids who you would never loan a cassette or a no, exactly. album to because they never come back. Jack is cool. Okay, good, 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 good. Just, you know, reminding you. Well, at least with a cassette, you can make a copy of it for him. Exactly. Because he's spending thousands of dollars on digital lenses and accoutrement. I'm like, dude, you could buy, uh, you know, four by five camera for how much, do you think? A couple hundred bucks, yeah. Can I have that box? Can I open that box? Yeah. We have another box here. Oh, this is from Joseph Brunges, by the way. Ah. He Uh, writes uh, quite often. He does. He's been on the podcast a few mm-hmm. times. He Did is, I ever meet Joseph? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. He's a wet plate photographer. A wet plate? He, <laughs> loves using, kind of he loves using retrochrome 320 oh. to make uh, internegs with for his wet plate because it's a lower contrast. Would you mind reading no, this? No, wait a minute. I understand some of those co- words. Did he come to Ohio? I don't think so. I think the first time I met no. him he came to Michigan. Michigan. You met him. Uh, Here are two FPP Ambro-type coasters. I originally made four, but two got damaged right before I was going to ship them out to you. 
one of those is mine, you know. Okay. If you like them, I will remake the other two and send them on. To make these, I scanned one of my FPP stickers, made an ambrotype, and an ambrotype is um, a daguerreotype. A daguerreotype was done on uh, silver. Mm-hmm. Silver plates were expensive. They found out they could do the same thing on a piece of amber glass or black glass, mm-hmm. and then they simply backed it before they framed it up. But I made an ambrotype from the scan onto the glass. I varnished the emulsion, spray-painted black over the varnish. Ambrotypes are only positive with a black background. <laughs> I applied cork to the back so that the emulsion is protected. Cool. Merry Christmas, Joseph Brunges. Great. Thank you, Joseph. That's they're pretty cool. Do I get cool. one? Yeah, they're very cool. Dear Mike and Mates, really? yes. a uh, long-time listener, and your discussion on early autofocus cameras brought back some camera reminiscing. In the late 1990s, I sold at a profit on eBay all my Olympus equipment purchased since the late 70s. Why, you ask? Oh, I wouldn't know. To buy a Contax G2 with two autofocus lenses. Told my wife that the eyes were getting bad. <laughs> Good one. Great camera and lenses were with... Wait. Great camera and the lenses were very different. Pictures had much more contrast. Fast forward. 15 years later, I have since repurchased on eBay all my Olympus equipment, plus more, for much less than I sold it. Told his wife his eyes are getting better. (laughs) So now I have both systems, plus have since added a Hasselblad system, let alone numerous Polaroids and brownies. Don't tell my wife. (laughs) But I have my first large format Wista SP in the mail. (gasps) Mum's the word, Bill. Uh, I hate to run, but I need to take some more Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> says uh, Bill Solberg from Hudson, Wisconsin. P.S. Favorite candy bar, Pearson's Salted Nut Roll. Uh, we've had those. <gasps> All right. Well, he now sent here, those. I've got a letter Did from he? his wife. <laughs> <laughs> if you see my husband, tell him he's dead. Next up. Blind or one not. One more letter for John before he goes. One more letter for John. I don't know what this is. What else we got now, to talk about? Oh, oh, well, um, we got to get to Mark's. Mark's going to do a here. camera review, but I don't oh, want yeah. you to leave All right, in the middle. This is from Max Lynch. Uh, yes. <clears throat> recent listener turned big fan and FPP store customer. Thank mm. you. I am a child of the digital age and work as a software engineer. But when I started shooting film, I realized that this wasn't about digital versus analog. Mm-mm. This was about a totally unique medium that I've never been able to recreate. Despite trying every filter tool and advanced tool, uh, advanced fo- uh, photo editing tool on the block, I now shoot film compulsively and take my Canon A one program with me everywhere. I would never bring my expensive Fuji Film X series digital camera. I'm happier with the results and love the process of shooting, developing, and scanning. It's my ritual, and I feel like this is my art. See, that's the thing. That's the it's thing. It's more than just pushing the shutter and looking in the back. It's yours going, when oh, it's okay, done. Yeah, you made you, the choices. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I bought this Minolta Hymatic AF2 on eBay when I was looking for a cheap rangefinder. I shot a roll with it, and it's in great shape as far as I can tell. The flash sometimes doesn't want to go off, and the film advance can be a bit sticky, though. Film is not, is dead. not dead. Next letter's from the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Trump. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely tremendous. <laughs> huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> this is from John Schnell, president of the Photographic Arts and Methods Association at ERAU. He says, Dear FPP gang. Yes. Yeah, man. Whenever we're gang. Is that we'll typewritten too? It is typewritten. It, it, type it is. Whenever I think of gang, I think of like uh, Death Wish Part 3. Yeah. You ever see those 19... 19- the Wanderers. 1980s movies where the gangs are dressed like yeah. they're out of like a Broadway musical. Yeah. 
<laughs> Warriors. And they got like chains. Yeah. I have been shooting film for roughly a year now and using my pair of trusty A1s and was delighted when I discovered the FPP four months ago. This is from December of 2016, by the way. Uh-huh. I am president of the Photographic Arts and Methods Association, the AKA Photography Club, here at the Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona. Before I ordered film and supplies for the club, I placed a personal order to try out some of your more exotic 35mm films. Ooh la la. I ordered one roll of Hawkeye Super Color mm-hmm. and was blown away by the bright, crisp colors. Have you tried any of that, Mark? It's the surveillance camera I was, stuff? I was first in line for that, yeah. Oh, did you we like, were buying it on, on eBay. when it For our first order using club funds, mm-hmm. awesome, we ordered a 1-liter FPP C41 development kit as well as some film. C41. Uh, he's been using XTOL for all of our black and white developing until now. Mm-hmm. We're sending also some sending C41 out to the darkroom.com, which is awesome. Cool. The continued exploits of the Mr. Brown. That's a little trademark, like TM above it. <laughs> yeah. the, he superscripted it. Yes, he did. The continued exploits of the Mr. Brown podcast are of great interest to both the club and myself. I especially enjoy the sound effects and the ridiculous (laughs) post-production. If you end up reading this on the show, I imagine you would put something after the words Mr. Brown, trademark, Mr. Brown, at the start of this paragraph. Nah. How about I throw everything at the wall? Like all this. I have like a sound effects... (laughs) Like collage. Just trigger them all at once. <laughs> C41. Yes. Mr. Brown. E6. Mr. Brown. After the Cosca Fest. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Uh, there are not many aggregators for film news left in the world. And that part of your program is the best one out there. Thank you very best. much. Uh, this is from John Schnell. He, he goes on. So there's a lot more, but um, I just wanted to encapsulate. Is that a good word? Sure is. Uh, John, thanks for the letter. I we sp- especially appreciate the the typed. Mm. That's uh, a lost art. Those are from him as well. Oh, some, some uh, examples there. How do you suppose he shot these? Um, I actually probably marked it out, but I believe he did that <gasps> oh, with the digital. Oh, the printer. Yeah, yeah, the printer. Yeah. Why, yeah, they're, yeah. they're Just, uh, muted colors? No, no, no. They're actually quite good. There's that Fuji Instax printer that clearly you, not shot on an the, Instax the, camera. The, no. blue, the Bluetooth. Remember we had it here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just dump that app. So mm-hmm. thank you, John. All right. Yeah. You're welcome. I got to go. <laughs> no, John. It is John Chanel, right? Oh, but I still got to yes, go. Yes, it is. Okay, I'll do it again. Unless somebody wants to go pick up my kids at the bus. Oh, that'd be funny if like, uh, one of us show up. up. Not even you want to do that. We have... Two different kids coming over for play dates, so if I'm late, I'm totally Oh, well, who's coming over? Tom okay. and Nina and Melody. Okay. Well, Mr. Parker. Parker may come in. I don't know. Okay. Well, Tom and Nina are... He'll come in like a cyclone. One child, I'm not going to mention the child's name, but I was, I was at John's. I think we are going to Smooth one night, and some kid, not one of John's kids, just comes walking and goes into the, the treats 
Oh yeah, the tree closet. They all know where and it just is. like 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 own the place. They don't even ask anymore. Didn't They're ask. Like, uh, holding Damien's dad. Can I have a gummy snack? <laughs> can I have a cheese stick? Can I have a juice box? They just go in and raid now. Right. They come in. They throw their shoes and coat and have at it. It's well, anarchy. It well, thank you, uh, John, fun. for stopping in. And I folks wish I could out there, if you folks out there want more John Fideli, just send us an email: podcast filmphotographyproject dot com. Send a dollar in. Eventually, we'll have enough to hire a babysitter and he can if stay longer. If you really want me here, send in candy because those oh. podcasts I will make. Okay. For sure. Very good. That's I'll, a I'll PO hire bo- a babysitter for those for sure. P.O. <laughs> Box 264. And plain <laughs> seltzer. Fairlawn. Oh, you wouldn't want that. <laughs> New Jersey. 07410. Thank you, John. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we do, we're doing a camera review with Mark Dalzell. Okay. And me- okay. Goodbye. Hey, folks. A quick message to let you guys know that the FPP online store, that's filmphotographystore.com, now carries black and white 127 roll film. That's right, break out those Kodak brownies that take 127 roll film. 127 roll film now on the FPP online store. Booyah! Hey folks, this year we're celebrating everything color slide film. Films that are processed E6. That's right. E6. That's right. You can pick up color slide film right in the filmphotographystore.com. Our famous FPP retrochrome, which is Kodak Ektachrome that we rescued from a military base out west. True story, folks. This film was kept refrigerated in its entire life. We carry two varieties, 160 ISO or 400 ISO. Both are available right in the FPP online store. Just go to the new store, click 35mm film. In the left-hand column, you will see categories and choose Ektachrome. There it is. Check it out. Shoot away. The year of E6. E6. And of course, you can process this yourself using our very own E6 color slide kit. You could also process it C41 to get a cross-processed negative. Thanks so much, folks. Now back to show. Hey, we're back. Hey, before we get to uh, Mark's, before we get back to uh, Mark's review, uh, Leslie, we have uh, some chemistry yeah. that Leslie brought to My hand. Leslie chemistry to hand to myself and to uh, Mark Dalzell. What what is it? What do we have here? This is from FPP Super Pal August Kelm. He lives in Wisconsin. God okay. bless him. Cheese. Cheese, and it's not a cheese making kit. Okay. What it is, though, We're is... I'm afraid of getting um, pulled over with this in my car. I know, but just let them taste it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all here at FPP love Vision 3 films. Oh, yes. They are just gorgeous, and, and I am very pleased developing it in C41. Now, t- tell everyone out there briefly what, what is Vision 3 film and what, where can you get it processed? 
Mm, where vision, can't you get a where vision can't you get a film price? is originally and still is not originally makes it sound like it's gone movie film stock and it has a carbon backing on it so that it can travel extremely fast through movie cameras right it may have an anti-halation property too I'm not sure. In the remjet, in that in the, black yes, carbon, that, yes. that black carbon. And it requires initially a special process called ECN2. Mm-hmm. And as it goes through these processes, this black carbon remjet is removed. And it becomes little, tiny, itty-bitty flecks of black carbon and lots of it. So if you hand process this, you have to take it off yourself physically. If you send it to an unaware lab... And they run it through their standard C41. They will find you and kill you. They will find you and kill you. And th- this goes back many years on this death threat. They'll be mad for years. Years. <laughs> I mean, you can't even drive down the street anymore. No. no. So the native chemistry to this is Codex ECN2. It's just not available for consumers to use. It comes big batches, that kind of thing. Well, August didn't let that stop him. He researched all the steps and has bagged up in powder form all the chemistry for it. Whoa. So I'm we just got these. I'm going to do a test comparing. I think I'll probably use 250D. FPP currently stocks 50D, 250D. Both of those are daylight balanced and the 500T, a tungsten balanced uh, in 35 millimeter cut links. And it really is simple to process in the C41 kit. It won't destroy your kit. You can process regular C41 right after it. But this will be a fun little experiment to see how different this chemistry acts with acts with C40, uh, C41. Currently, I cannot imagine getting anything better out of the 50D or the 250D. Those are daylights. That's the the hardest to get the most extremely accurate color. If it's night at tungsten, you forget what the colors are. But And they are. They're brilliantly accurate films. It's the movie industry standard. Star Wars. Yep, exactly. Darth Vader. So, um, <laughs> That's still Star Wars. Dang. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm going to do some tests and see if there is a difference between the ECN2 kit that August has sent and C41 on the same type of films. It was awfully nice of August to think this, of us and send like a chemistry kit out. It, it really is. Cool. It's yeah. like, now, this divides it up into uh, your developer, then a bleach, then a separate fix. So you must have your own fix. But you can use Kodak Black and White Fixer with this. Mm-hmm. And he has done a very, very... Um, a comprehensive instruction sheet here that he's included with it. And for um, us here that rehab one of these, he does have some a contact at the bottom, so if we have questions. So it's going to be fun to see just how or if how different this is. I I also think yes. that um, Thank you. it is um, it's an easy film to scan. We'll we'll see if it's dramatically different. You know, we'll all be on August's doorstep. Right. We, did, uh, we need more of the stuff in the white bag. A couple of years ago, I did some side by side developing comparisons of different temperatures with the yes. C41 oh, kit. Mm-hmm. I might maybe I'll do the same with that. I'll I'll load up two rolls of 250 and two identical cameras, two identical lenses, and and do That's truly side by side. I would probably use the same camera family, but the same lens. I'll switch between and same yeah. day. And shoot some and and um he runs um a baking soda step in the beginning which i have eliminated altogether so there's a lot of room to experiment here and on these little packages that he's given us he says it will do eight to twelve rolls 
So they usually gear that in mentally as a 24 exposure. So if we do even shorts on that, we can get a lot of life out of this for testing. Yeah, I'm sure it's in yeah. the package there. Is mm-hmm. it make one liter or what, what size does it make? It makes a 500 milliliter. Okay. So that's enough to do a roll of 120 or? or yeah, 35. Or if yeah. you're doing two small pieces of 35, you can put them on the Tuck same reel. Yeah. I do, yeah. Very nice. Very thoughtful. Actually, yes. that's enough to fit in, in the, the Stearman Press 4x5 tank, too. Yes, you it is. You could do four sheets of 4x5 oh. if there was such a thing as Vision 4x5. Well, yeah. you could tape, Never mind. You could tape some together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, August, yeah. for that. We'll, um, I'm definitely going to try this. Uh, keep your ears and eyes open and see what we come up with. Now, he has been using it. Oh, okay. He's just started. but Okay. Um, so. Of course, uh, talking about uh, Kodak Vision 3 motion picture film, Leslie and I yesterday were going through student donation cameras and, you know, just boxes of stuff like loaded up here and the stuff, you know, just stuff from the move from the last studio. Mm-hmm. And I said to Leslie, I'm like, oh, my God, if I was looking for this piece, I would never be able to find it. But here it is. It was my 70 millimeter to 120 film slitter. Oh, why would you do that? Ah, That's why awful. would you do that? Because I would buy Kodak Vision 3. 70 millimeter film and cut it down to 120 size and roll some rolls. But if I find 70 millimeter, that goes right into my 116 cameras. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's 70 millimeter. Or 616. Yeah. Maybe we can get a little collective going. Ah. Like you'd kick in a few bucks if I was going to buy a can of. Yeah. Oh, man. If you started rolling 116, people yeah. would go mental. You know who would kick in? John. He wouldn't even know what's going on. Oh, he, yeah. We talk about him. He's not here. <laughs> he, I, but, John, can you kick in his, this? Blah, blah, blah. Get your roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Get his yeah. kids to go through his wallet. <laughs> Yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> be sweet. Anyhow, next segment. <gasps> we could get a slitter and slit it down to 127. Uh, they make 70 to 127. They'll make anything. Oh. The Goat Hill people. Is your, sl- your slitter not adjustable? It's no. fixed? No. no, it's fixed. I can make you one. Okay. Well, Mark uh, Dalzell brought a camera in for review. Yeah. Take it away, Mark. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, the, uh, the Pentax M series cameras that I've mm-hmm. been slowly, slowly sort of working my way through the last six months or a year or so, I have the, the newest one here, which is the Pentax MV. Um, so we've talked before about the, the, the ME, which is a great little pocket SLR that I used to use quite a bit, or I still do, I guess. The ME Super, which was the upgraded version of that, of which I've had three or four and never had a working one. So I don't even have one to like bring today because I've never seen an ME Super that works. Um, there was, uh, we talked about the MEF last year, which was the asterisk world's first autofocus camera that had the autofocus motor in the lens, um, which came out in the late 70s. Uh, one of the, you know, last fall we talked about, I brought the MEG, or sorry, not the ME, the MG in, which was the last of the series, which came out, you know, that was in the early 80s up till about 85. So today I've got the MV. So oh. this is another one from that series. So I've got, this is the ME that I brought just for comparison. So the ME is sort of the original. So the MV is a completely stripped down version of the ME. So it's, it's that same miniature bodied M series SLR. So when you hold onto it, it just feels like a little toy pocket camera. I'll hold that. It's so tiny. Well, this would be good for a student, right? Exactly. Oh, yes. It fits your hand really well. For, the, for, the M, for most of them, except for the MV, which I'll get to in a second, uh, they made dedicated motor winds for them. There's, you, know, you, you can get all the, all the little add-ons for it, grips, and they made data backs. They made all, you know, everything you can imagine for this format was made. Um, and this line also originated the M-series lenses. So if you're familiar with the with the uh, Pentax K-mount, everyone knows the K-mount lenses. So they came out with the M lenses, which are essentially the same thing, but they're small. 
So they're, everything's just sort of small about them. So this has got an M lens on it there now. First of all, it only came in black, which looks really slick. It's a completely stripped down, essentially point and shoot SLR. So you've got auto, which is aperture priority. So you select the aperture on your lens um, and shoot it. It's got the dead battery fixed 1 100th with the uh, flash sync at 1 100th. And when you say dead battery, you mean it'll fire if, you don't, if there's no battery? Yeah, you switch to 100th, it'll just, the camera just does oh, nothing but shoot at 100th. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if your batteries die, you can still keep using it. And then it's got a bulb. And that's basically it. So this, this was just the really stripped-down version. It, you, you lost the top end of your shutter speeds. When you look through the viewfinder, you don't see shutter speeds. You don't see... The only thing you see in the viewfinder is, like, a, a light lights up that is either green yellow or or red you can't see your uh aperture you can't you know they, they just kind of chopped everything down there's no exposure correction there's no there's no sync plug on the front so you can only use the hot shoe for your flash there's no self timer uh they really stripped it down the only thing that this does that the me doesn't do was that they added the extra pin on top to use mm. pentax flashes oh which nice. the actual the me does not have oh look at that so by the time the mv came around it occurred to them to start adding that but otherwise it's it's a downgrade in every respect this was only out for a couple of years and then they they actually upgraded it was too low for the line so they came out with the mv1 which is the slightly upgraded version and when you got to the me1 they added uh, a, a, a spot to put the power winder on it they put the self timer back on um, they put the little little holder on the back of the door so you could slip a, a chunk of your film box in there so you could remember what film you had in it and slightly extended ASA range, ISO range. But again, I mean, even the, even the MV will go from ISO 25 to 1600, which these days is plenty. So that's it. It's just a great little pocket SLR. If you get one of those little Pentax pancake lenses, you can literally slip this into your pants pocket with you and it's, you know, it's a it's got big pockets. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, with with the pancake lens. Oh, the pancake lens. You know, yeah, it's only yeah, like yeah, two yeah, inches yeah. deep. But yeah, it's a nice little compact camera. I, I love the ME line because you, know, you can easily hold it in one hand. And have you shot with the MV? I have. I've, I've shot a roll through this one. I haven't developed it, but I'm expecting it to be exactly the same as the ME, the MG, the MEF, the MX, all the rest of them. Very nice. And what but, yeah. did you mention what years these were made? Do you have an idea? Uh, well, the, the M line in general was made from about 75 to 85. Okay. Um, the, the MV in particular came out in 79. So this was sort of in the middle of their line. Right, right. And then the, um, uh, yeah, the, the MEF came out a year or two after this. So. Is the MV uh, hard to find? I've never, I've never heard of it before today. Well, it's less common because they only made this one for a couple of years. Okay. Most of the other models they made for years and years. And it wasn't very popular at the time because they had stripped too many features out of it. So, right. Uh, it's, not, it, it's uncommon, but not, not necessarily rare, just undesirable. We didn't see any celebrities like doing commercials for the MV. Yeah. I would be surprised. Right. Yeah. Very nice. There you go. Thank you very much. I, I love them. Well, when we come back, we'll be coming back. This year, 2017, Polaroid Week is April 16th through the 21st. That's right. The 16th through the 21st of April is Polaroid Week. Dig out your Polaroid. If you don't have one, ask your mom, your dad, your grandpa. Get their Polaroid and start shooting. The FPP online store is fully stocked with Impossible Project film for Polaroid cameras. Just added to the store are some three packs of Impossible Project film, and we are now restocked with Spectra film. That's right, Impossible Project film for your Polaroid Spectra camera. Let's make this an instant month. Shoot some instant film. 
Well, look what time it is. It's about time to uh, wrap up this show. Uh, both myself and Mark and Leslie are going to uh, mosey on over to the school donation area and go start going through the mountain of donations that you folks have sent. What show? Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I brought you a present. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh! Whoa! There you go. You know, for the kids. Hey, we're going to hit the rickety road. As, as we just mentioned. But before, Leslie has pulled out of the pile. It's like, oh, let's, 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 let's read this letter. This. So we'll read this letter. This is from Robert Dilworth. And uh, Robert says, hello, I recently retired from the healthcare IT. And over the past two years, I have gone from digital to exclusive film photography. I have a Nikon FE2, Yashica Mat 124G, and I shoot both color and black and white. I also develop all my own negatives, your C41 kit, is wondrous, by the way. C41. It's all great fun, and when I'm not shooting or developing, I'm thinking about shooting and developing. I recently purchased a couple rolls of Shvima MZ3 from your store and quickly discovered, after a good deal of overthinking, <laughs> that I had no idea how to process the film. Overthinking. like ah. Word for word. I've been on a road and all kick and had no other developers on hand. I did a lot of Googling, Flickr searching, massive dev chart pouring over, more Googling, more Flickr searches, searching, etc., etc. Did you to try get, Google? <laughs> yeah, Googling. Oh. <laughs> the Google. Uh, to get some idea on how long to leave the MZ3 in Rodinal. I found nothing. <laughs> and was hesitant to guess at the timing because I didn't want to waste the five ninety nine. And end up with unusable negatives. After even more research, I found a number of examples on Flickr of the film processed in Kodak HC 110. The examples look pretty good, so I bought a bottle of Legacy Pro L110, an HC 110 clone, and processed the film in Dilution E for seven minutes. It came out perhaps a bit murky, but otherwise pretty usable. I know this is a rather long intro into my request, but I'd love to hear you folks do a podcast segment on some rules of thumb or strategies to use when one is faced with having to process a rare, weird, or otherwise strange black and white film stock. How do you determine where to even start with the timing and the agitation? Is the ISO key to proper timing, or does one need to take into account the film's characteristics? Example, panchromatic versus whatever not panchromatic is, <laughs> orthochromatic. Is there a good default developer to use when you simply don't know anything about the ISO, or will any of them do? I, I certainly may be overthinking all of this. It's one of my features, although... I'm sure my wife would call it a bug. <laughs> anyway, what do you think? Good idea, bad idea? Either way, please know I love the show and all the great personalities. Fun times, thanks in advance. Bob Dilworth from Toledo, Ohio. What show? Is that close to Finlay, Ohio? Not, yeah, ours. Holy Toledo. I know, holy Toledo. <laughs> so, so, what's the answer? So, the <laughs> answer is... Um, 
he knew the ISO of this. So you stick with that. Consistency almost is the best thing. When he said change the agitation, no. Keep your agitation the same for all your films. You may modify one later, but you're going to modify it because you have the knowledge be- behind your consistent agitation. I do like seven minutes. And <laughs> have a go-to developer. Have a developer that you know the characteristics of, that you use all the time. You can experiment later, but have a consistent. Your agitation, your ISO, your... Is, is he saying he had one roll of film that he, he's trying to go into blind without being able to test? And you can test one roll of film. Clip test. Uh, and a clip test is shooting just about three frames in the dark, cut that off of the roll. You can finish the roll of film that way, but experiment with two or three frames. You'll get, obviously, more little developing sessions out of there. Yeah. And um, let's see. Um, that's pretty much my notes. But, but have your consistency that you use all the time. In the case of here, if his first clip test was seven minutes and they didn't exist or weren't dark enough, if it's pretty far off, you can add three, four minutes to that developing time on your next little test. Yeah. So, well, I'm just thinking. I mean, so he was saying he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to waste a roll on that. He was assuming that he could just find information online. He was, but, yes, yeah. and it wasn't but forthcoming. I think but, if you post a question on either the, you know, the FPP Flickr, or if you post it on APUG or somewhere, that there's somebody out there who's done it. Probably, although uh, MC3 really you don't see too many people using it no. until Mike brought it in. No, oh, yeah. it's an odd film. So you know, you got Rodenall. Stick with Rodenall. And just uh, add or subtract your developing time. Keep your your temperature consistent. Keep it 68. Agitate, always the same, and you'll get it nailed down, hopefully quickly. So if somebody gave you a roll of film and said, here's here's a roll of black and white film. Mm-hmm. I want you to shoot my wedding with it and then develop it. What what, what would you do? Like, I that's would, what I was saying is if I had something I had no idea, I would throw it in my whatever, D76, or what's that stuff you gave me? VTAC? What's the X-Tall? X-Tall. And I would go like seven minutes, just somewhere sort of in the middle. But I, w- I would put their roll of film on the shelf and I'd go get some. You would freeze. So you wouldn't do X. it at all. But no, I, mean, I would gun not. Gun to your head. What would you know? You <laughs> wouldn't would even I do? do it. Yeah. Um, Am I given at least the knowledge of the speed of the film? Well, yeah, you got to shoot it, so you know that. Well, you don't always know that. Mike gave me a bunch of stuff. Okay, this well, summer. I'm saying so. But, I mean, yeah, assuming, so, like in this case, he knows the ISO, but he doesn't know. And if I know the ISO and the brand, yeah, then I usually go to massive development. Oh, chart, we'll see. All right, see and start getting. Just different. answer the question. <laughs> Well, I go to Massive Developing well, Chart and start getting different versions, throw them all together, average them out, and there's what that's what I'd do. Yeah. Okay. And apologize later. We can't handle the truth. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But it's... Seven minutes. Um, well, since we're on the subject... You'll get something. Even though we're supposed to be like over by the school donation cameras by now. Yeah. Really quick. And maybe we'll save this for another show, but there was a gentleman I forwarded you an email who was having yes. problems with the super positive film. Yes. Which is one of the super low ISO. It's a positive black and white lab film that we carry here at the FPP. It's a and mystery had- miracle film. Uh, I do, and I've just told him that um, I'll get back with him. I haven't you know, ignored him, and I said we'll get to work on this, but... The whole answer to this is is his first round was nearly clear, barely frames. Next round, I think, was a little bit more, but he needs to increase his developer time. What film is this? Uh, the FPP Super Positive. It's a positive oh. black and white film. Oh. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot. It seems like hours ago now we were talking about the LPD-4. Yes. yes. That is positive black and white. No, stop it. Yeah, when you develop it in regular black and white chemicals, you get black and white positive. What is the, what is the ISO of that? Four. 
Oh, four. Okay. But, uh, officially. But um, the last time I shot it, I shot it at ISO 1. And I've gotten different results out of different rolls. I've gotten this amazing, grainy, beautiful, grayscaled thing. And I've got the last roll I shot, literally black, white. I shot pictures mm. of my daughter riding her bicycle on our driveway. High contrast? Like infinite contrast. So I got like a totally blown out picture of her on her bike floating in a sea of blackness. So the driveway, the background, everything came out pure black. Only she came out. It was the craziest looking stuff. Interesting. So that's the LPD-4. I wonder if there's some connection there. Because it's the only other black and white positive I've ever seen. Yeah. But it, it's positive, but like reversed positive. Yeah. It's, they're difficult films to shoot, these, these low ISO. They're not, sure. I mean, they're difficult until you experiment with them and come up with a formula for yourself. Right. And these... I'm guessing the MZ3 and the FPP super positive is nothing online like on the super de- super development chart. Correct. Yeah. And it also makes it important too that when you do nail it down, share it. Yeah. It's it's really great and kind of people to Whoa. That looks like Isn't a that crazy f- film that was used for like uh, uh uh for titles. Yeah, or but that's, that's her on a bright sunny day riding on, her, on the driveway. I don't know why the driveway is gone, the trees in the background, my garage it's, is gone. It's like you shot it on a black background with but a beacon. that's also LPD-4. So this is off of a different spool, though. Yeah. But, and this mm. I shot at ISO 4. This I shot at ISO 1, which doesn't make sense. But yeah, you Yes, it does. Get, oh, so there, that one got totally blown out. So I'll call it super dreamy film. It's completely mm-hmm. weird. So yeah. I this is LP-4. LPD-4. LPD-4. I have a big old can sitting on a shelf over there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. When I roll some up and put it in the FPP store, we'll bring up the topic again on the show. And Definitely. So, and you have more you could shoot, right? Yeah, I've got a couple hundred feet of it. Okay. I just have to, you know, can it up. Do you know what the auction on eBay went for? What it? The one I just sent yeah. you? No, it usually goes around $30. Yeah, okay. But I think those are 25-foot rolls, not 100. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Well, thank you, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Uh, if you want to join our uh, email newsletter, that's the way you're going to hear about all the like, super cool stuff that hits the FPP store. Be in the club. Know before everyone else. Go to filmphotographyproject.com. Top of the page there, it says uh, subscribe to newsletter. You want to click on that button. And we'll see you in two weeks.